let's get agreement that this is a strategic priority. That area of alignment and synergy can be very Looking important. The future, we're committed to expand valuation. time, there's still progress that needs to be made. This is Healthcare Strategies. Hello, and welcome back. I'm Olivia Kaler, Senior Editor of Life Sciences Intelligence and Pharma News Intelligence. And today I'm continuing our conversation about how specialty pharmacy team members can empower and support patients battling rare and chronic diseases. Shante Law Rames, a registered nurse and an infusion care nurse supervisor working in inpatient management services, and Nicole Marrero Nuevas, PharmD, CSP, a patient management service pharmacist who specializes in neurology, behavioral health, and chronic inflammatory diseases at Alliance Rx Walgreens Pharmacy, one of the nation's largest home delivery and specialty pharmacies for patients with rare and chronic diseases, are sharing how they keep patients informed and supported. I can't wait to get back into this episode. We have so much to cover. So I'm just going to jump right in. Nicole, this one's for you. In a 2021 RX Insider survey, less than half of the patients with chronic conditions said that they were informed enough to manage their condition capably. What education programs are in place at Alliance RX Walgreens Pharmacy, and how can these be improved? So some programs that we do have in place here at Alliance RX include connected care. So that's when we periodically call the patient to follow up on certain medications and conditions to see how they're doing, if they're having any side effects on the medication, if for any reason they had to miss or skip a dose. Also to just answer any questions or concerns about their medication. At every first fill for every medication, the patient is transferred to a pharmacist for counseling. That's just mandatory. So that way we can just talk to the patient to just talk to them a little bit more about their medication. So that way they can have better outcomes with their medication that they've been prescribed with. We talk to them about how to take their medication. If it's an injectable medication, we explain how to inject also any potential side effects that can be expected from the medication, and also to address any concerns that the patient may have about the medication. We take that opportunity and talk to them then. We also do surveys for every fill that the patient receives, which will trigger if the patient needs additional support or counseling with the pharmacist. So we also take that opportunity to address any concerns any side effects, again, you know, just to talk to the patient, have that conversation so that patient can better understand about their medicine and also their disease state. And if the patient is also experiencing any side effects, they can either call us or if they express that they're experiencing a side effect when they're doing a refill, they're transferred to a pharmacist again. So we can counsel them on their side effect to see if it's something that needs to be addressed further with their physician or if we need to reach out to the physician to address that concern. So that way the patient is basically fully covered. I like to think of us all as a team between the pharmacists, the nurses, and the providers, because this is all a big team to help the patient succeed and do well with their chronic condition so they can have the best outcomes possible. Excellent. I do have a question to ask. You are using outreach platforms such as phone calls, right, to reach out to your patients. Are these patients picking up these phone calls when you guys reach out? As a millennial, you know, I 
don't tend to pick up. So, and I totally understand. I do screen my calls my, <laughs> myself. So yes, I know that our pharmacy has an 800 number and many patients do screen their calls, but we do leave messages to have them call us back. And we do provide them with our phone number to call us back so we can address any concerns that they may have. Right. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'm always like, if it's important, they'll leave a voicemail. No big. <laughs> so yeah. Nice touch. That's great. Since medication non-adherence for chronic disease is extremely common, as we talked about earlier, what advice do you have, Shantae, to help these patients who struggle to adhere to these prescription medication doses? So the advice I'd offer to any patient who struggles to be adherent to their medication is just to find a routine. So get on a routine. It's really important. I take a vitamin every day and I say to myself, oh, it's just a daily vitamin. I'll take it. And because I don't have a routine or I think it's, it's just one thing that I'll just do, I forget. And you won't believe how many days in a week I don't take my vitamins because I haven't put myself on a routine. So routines are important. If you say to yourself, I'll do this every single morning, maybe before breakfast or with breakfast, or maybe you go to work out and you'll have it then. I think it's really important because it's just establishing that kind of everyday sequence of events to get yourself kind of compliant and adherent to your routine, your regimen. Also letting patients know that it's okay to not be okay and acknowledging the struggle, knowing that they can talk about their struggles with their nursing team, their pharmacists, clinicians, and then work through whatever the struggles or barriers may be. No one's going to get in trouble if you miss one of your doses. We just talk about maybe ways to encourage adherence. You know, maybe we talk about a different routine or a different schedule that's going to be better for you. Maybe something changed and there's a better way, or maybe it's too frequent. Those are things that are all good questions or things to discuss with your provider that you can talk through and figure out how to be successful with together. Making sure that patients understand the importance of taking their medications and how their uh, therapy really does help them. Um, from a nursing standpoint, actively listening and acknowledging so that patients know that you did hear them. They don't feel like, oh, I'm talking and I'm expressing these barriers or these concerns and no one really cares. So just always remembering to be an active listening ear um, and acknowledging what they're saying to you. And then making sure that they understand that they can leverage their pharmacy. So the things that Nicole was talking about with pharmacists being on call 24-7, same thing for nursing, for infusion patients. Patients may sometimes think that it stops there at their doctor's office, and they may not even know that they have the pharmacy that they can leverage that offers some great services and resources to them. So understanding all of those things, I think, will help to encourage adherence for patients. Wow, that was a great overview. Thank you. I have one small question. We mentioned before, especially I think it was with the biologics about Nicole receiving text messages. Do your patients have the option of receiving a phone call, email, text message? Do they get to choose from that? Yes. So currently today at Alliance, my nursing group offers phone calls, but to those that as you mentioned, millennials that feel like I don't have time to talk on the phone. That's just way too much of my time. And they want to maybe get into more of the digital realm. We do offer some email capabilities as well. So we can't quite 
talk about everything via email because we want to protect personal health information and things like that. But a quick, hey, you know, I'm ready to refill my medication. Can someone reach out to me at 7 p.m.? We are able to do. And we found that it really has helped our younger generation to be more compliant with refills because now we send them an email and they respond in two seconds where we've been calling them for two weeks and they never respond. But right when you send that email, it's like a two second thing where they're like, oh yeah, I'll call you tonight or call me at this time. And we realize what schedule works best for them or when the best time is to go ahead and get that refill started. So absolutely not quite there with the texting yet, but we are looking for it and hoping for it in the near future. Great. Yeah, I'm sure that the text messaging will really increase adherence, especially if you said you saw an uptick with response and with the emailing. I'm excited to see how that'll change everything for you guys then with you guys who do have the texting capabilities. Yeah, I'm excited. Can't wait for it. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, Nicole, what advice do you have to help these patients who struggle to adhere to their prescription medications? So non-adherence is super common, as you mentioned. Patients with chronic diseases can be on injectable biologics. So unlike tablets that you can take once daily, like Shantae was mentioning, like her vitamins once a day, biologics can actually be dosed maybe three times a week, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, every three to six months. So adherence is very key with these medications because there is that potential for developing resistance to certain therapies. So I like to provide them personal aspects on what I do myself when I take my biologics, because I understand the struggle of maintaining compliance. So my tips that I use personally, I set alarms on my phone. I actually use a planner. I live and die by my planner. I love my planner. And I also use my calendar on my smartphone. And I I also provide those tips to our patients and explain to them what I do so I can maintain compliance. And I also talk to them to see what would work best for them and how they can maintain their compliance. So that way they don't forget to take their medication on time so they don't miss those doses because missing doses, like I've mentioned before, can increase the risk of resistance or they can create antibodies for certain biologics. So compliance is key. Other tips I like to provide, if the patient has a trusted friend or relative, they too can help by talking to the patient. Maybe they can also send that text message that, hey, you're due for your medicine. Go ahead and take it. That also helps. You know, I do that with my family. Like I have my mom who's on medication every six months reminding her, hey, you're due. Go take your medicine. So she'll make her appointment and and take her medication that way. That's great. So really, it's just it sounds like just improving your communication overall between everybody helps the whole system flow. Correct. Yes. Communication between the provider and pharmacist is imperative to good disease outcomes for the patient. So as pharmacists, we don't just fill the prescription. We also look at the patient history, allergies, medication list, diagnosis dose, frequency, and strength to be sure that the medication that we are dispensing is not only going to be appropriate, but it's also safe to take with their current regimen of medication. So if we feel that, for example, the dosing is off or if there's a drug-drug interaction, we call the doctor's office to address the issues. We obtain clarification and verification on what is to be dispensed. And if something is being used off-label, we request the rationale as to why the patient is using the medication off-label. The most important concern is the patient health and safety when dispensing these medications. 
chronic disease is so personal and it's good to have family members or, or friends or, you know, loved ones involved because that way they can be part of their journey as well. I'm very lucky. I have my son and I have my family, my parents who also help me out. They're there for me and I'm there for them with their medical journey. So we try to help each other out because, you know, we're human. We tend to forget but at least we have each other's back to remember so that way we have the best outcomes. That's so great. Yeah, having that solid support system, I'm sure would just be so helpful. Yes. And Shante, what has been your experience with communications that have worked well or areas that you think could be improved between communications with members of the team? Well, I think there's a great positive impact on patient outcomes when all hands are on deck because collaboration and teamwork make the dream work. <laughs> Sorry to be cliche. But some things that work well are just, you know, communicating in general, active listening, understanding that, you know, between nurse and pharmacist, pharmacist and doctor's office, nurse and doctor's office, it's a give and take type of thing. So ensuring everyone is involved, all the ideas are shared because we all get a little piece of everything when it comes to patient care. There may be something that the pharmacist can see related to the therapy that the nurse didn't see. And then there might be something that the nurse sees related to assessment that the pharmacist didn't see. So just really working together and making sure that we are all heard and we're all kind of sharing what we feel is going to be most impactful or help to increase the patient's outcome in any positive way um, is shared and, and, and heard. Also making sure that we share the same goals. So if my goal is different from the pharmacist's overall goal, then we're going to collide when it comes to outcomes. So just making sure that we're prioritizing, even if we do have different goals, we're prioritizing them and working to achieve that same goal at a time. Following through with patients is important. Always remembering that even if we don't have answers, we want to communicate to them that we're working on things that we haven't forgotten about them. That really does go a long way. Decreasing medical jargon. So sometimes we're throwing out, you know, PAs and other things that patients may agree to or say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they get home, they have no clue at all what you talked about. So just decreasing that and kind of making sure you're communicating in a way that not only the patient will understand, but also other team members. Because what I say in my nursing world may not be the same thing that Nicole says in her pharmacist world and vice versa. And then creating safe zones. So just developing that trust between members of the care team and then also with patient. I think all of these things together kind of work to increase communication and then therefore increase patient outcome. Yeah. Decreasing the jargon, making it, you know, a bit easier to understand for these patients. Well, like you said, all those acronyms, right? Uh, People who aren't in the medical industry, I'm sure feel intimidated by all these medical acronyms and things that they feel like they have to look up and then that makes them maybe feel silly, which it shouldn't. We've all been there, even if we are working in the medical (laughs) industry. So basically just simplifying all that information has been a huge improvement, at least what you've seen. Yes, absolutely. Because you don't realize that a patient doesn't understand until you start probing and you say, okay, how do you feel about your therapy? And then they say, 
I don't even understand what my therapy is or what it's used to treat because the doctor told me A, B, C, D, F, G, and I don't know what that means. And so a lot of times we just have to be more cognizant as clinicians, language that we're using and how it's being perceived or received, I should say, with the patients. We want to make sure that they really understand so that they will be compliant and adherent. So absolutely. Great. Yeah. I mean, there's even times where, you know, I go in and I think I'm a pretty intelligent individual. I have, you know, training in science, but there's times where the physician will say something and I'm just like, whoop, right over my head. And I don't feel silly, but it's like, I have to stop and either ask them a question or look it up on my own time. But yeah, if you're talking to a medical professional, you should probably just ask the medical professional to clarify, huh? (laughs) Absolutely. And we are welcome to those questions because most times we forget, we don't even think about it. We're like, oh my goodness, I should have said it differently. So it helps us as well. You know, it's always a learning opportunity for us. So just circling back from a patient's perspective, always making sure that you are advocating for yourself. And if you don't understand something, asking for clarity, it's always important. Right. It's nice to hear that you guys are creating a safe zone for these patients and really helping with that health equity aspect. Yes, yes, absolutely. Trust is really important. And if you don't have that safe zone, a patient will not trust you. And with trust comes communication and their willingness to be open and honest with you about their therapy. If you don't have that, you don't really have anything. Um, And so we want that. We want to definitely have that safe zone so patients feel inclined to share with us what works and what doesn't so we can get to the overall goal of their positive patient outcome and disease prevention. Great. It's so nice to hear that nurses and pharmacists both and actually anybody in the, the pharmacy realm are working together to really increase health equity and patient outcomes for these individuals who experience these unfortunate chronic illnesses. Nicole, Shante, you both were incredible. You shared such insightful information. Thank you both for taking the time to join us on Healthcare Strategies. Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having us. And for our listeners, feel free to reach out to us at A-K-A-Y-L-O-R at extelligentmedia.com to share your thoughts on today's topic. You can also use that email to share any healthcare-related questions or stories that you would like us to consider covering. And if you have the time, please go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and give us a five-star review if you enjoyed today's podcast episode. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you later. This has been an Excelligent Healthcare Media production.